ladies and gentlemen, coming at you live from his own bedroom, your host, Tony. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Time Out with Tony, your host, Tony. Merry Christmas, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's, it's technically, it's Merry Christmas Eve Eve, so... Yeah, I hope all of you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. Well, Thursday, sorry. Um, I hope you're preparing for what seems to be another shitty holiday with relatives or not. Maybe it's it's, it's a good thing. I, I don't know. Anyways, um, hope hope y'all are vibing and whatnot. Um, today's episode, Home Alone 2. Lost in New York, possibly one of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Boom. All right, this goes toe to toe with Jingle All the Way, as I said in our review last week. What was uh yeah last week? Go ahead and feel free to check that out. Season three, episode fifteen, Jingle All the Fucking Way. Anyways, um, yeah, this is possibly one of my favorite movies. Um, why? I, I, don't, I don't know why, actually. If, if I'm honest with you, I really don't know why, but I just like it a lot. Pro- probably because, you know, this kid has a whole city to himself, you know? I don't know. Maybe that's it. Who knows? But, yeah. Before we get into today's episode, once again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to take a quick minute and thank you guys all so much for the support. It means a lot, really, so keep it up. And most of all, tell everybody. Tell, tell your mom, tell your dad, tell everybody tell your co-workers i don't give a fuck what you tell just tell someone please anyways um oh right it, uh giveaway tomorrow actually no i'm sorry christmas day we'll be posting on our story feel free to submit your name after that your name will be put into a box shaken up i'll open the paper and boom your name will be right there and uh when are you gonna get the shirt yep 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 when I get to share. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I think that's pretty much it. Let's get straight into today's episode. Sit back, relax, crack open a beer, soda, and or water, ladies and gentlemen, and enjoy because this is Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Alright, cool, cool, cool. Let's get straight into the episode. Anyways. Fuck, dude. I'm so zoned out right now. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, fuck. Okay. Alright, ladies and gentlemen. So, for those of you that don't know, Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is an American comedy film directed by Chris Columbus, written and produced by John Hughes. It's the sequel to 1990's Home Alone, and it is the second film in the Home Alone franchise. The film stars McCoy Culkin, Joe Pesci, Daniel Stern, John Hurd, Tim Curry, Brenda Fricker, and Catherine O'Hara. The story follows Kevin McAllister, played by Macaulay Culkin, as he has separated from his family yet again on their holiday vacation. 
Writer and producer John Hughes finished writing the film in February of 1991 after signing a six-picture deal with 20th Century Fox. Culkin's return was confirmed in May of that same year, and the rest of the cast was finalized soon after. Principal photography took place between December of 1991 to May of 1992, and most of the shooting was done on location, mostly in Illinois and New York, locations that included the Rockefeller Center and the original World Trade Center. Home Alone 2 Lost in New York was theatrically released in the U.S. on November 20, 1992. It went on to receive mixed reviews from critics, however. The performances were praised, criticism leveled towards its darker tone, use of violence, and similarities to the first film. The film went on to gross over $359 million worldwide, making it the third highest grossing film of 1992, right after The Bodyguard and Aladdin. A third sequel was released titled Home Alone 3 in 1997. <laughs> if, if 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 the Lord sees sees fit, I just might review this this movie next year. Just might. No promises. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get straight into the story. <clears throat> so, our story opens up on the McAllister family as they are preparing to spend their Christmas in Miami. They are they're gathering at Peter and Kate's uh, Chicago home. And their youngest son, Kevin, sees Florida as a contradictory to Christmas due to the lack of snow and Christmas trees. They go to a school pageant and during Kevin's solo, his brother Buzz Lightyear, I mean Buzz, pulls a prank on him and re Kevin retaliates by pushing him and this pretty much ruins the pageant. He makes a fake, I mean Buzz makes a fake apology which the family accepts and berates Kevin when he says he retaliated for Buzz humiliating him. Humiliating him, sorry. Kevin insults his family for believing his brother's lies and for spending Christmas in a hot climate and storms off to the attic, wishing to have his own vacation alone. Flash over to the next day, the family accidentally oversleeps again, and they rush to make their flight. While at the airport, Kevin loses sight of his family in and inadvertently boards a flight bound to New York City with Peter's belongings. Upon arriving, Kevin decides to tour the city, and while in Central Park, he is frightened by a stern-looking homeless woman tending to pigeons. Oh no, Kevin in New York! He goes to the Plaza Hotel and uses Peter's credit card to check in as Peter, his father. Meanwhile, the wet bandits Harry and Marth have traveled to New York after, after recently escaping from a Chicago prison. They immediately begin seeking a new target to rob. Christmas Eve comes by, and Kevin visits a toy store where he meets its philanthropic owner, Mr. Duncan. Kevin learns that he proceeds, sorry, that the proceeds from the store's Christmas sales will be donated to a, ch a children's hospital and provides a donation. As a token of appreciation, Mr. Duncan offers Kevin a pair of ceramic turtle doves as a gift, instructing him to give one to another person as a gesture of an eternal friendship. After encountering Harry and Marv outside the story, Kevin runs back to the plaza and the concierge confronts Kevin about the credit card which has been reported stolen. Kevin flees the hotel but gets ambushed by Harry and Marv. They brag about their plan to kill him and break into the toy store at midnight just before Kevin escapes with the help of a fashion model. Yeah, because New York, baby. Earlier upon landing in Miami, the McAllister family discovered that Kevin was missing and they filed a, uh, a police report. Now without Kevin's mom having a freak out saying, yeah, I'm not going to yell. It's too late. It's too early for that. <clears throat> Anyways. Wait, 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 wait,
They filed a police report, and the police trace the stolen credit card, and the family immediately flies to New York. Meanwhile, Kevin goes to his uncle's townhouse, only to find it vacant and undergoing renovations. In Central Park, Kevin encounters and eventually befriends the pigeon lady. They go to the Carnegie, I think that's how you pronounce it, hall, where he explains how her life collapsed when her lover left her. Kevin encourages to trust people again. After considering her advice that he perform a good deed to make up for his misdeeds, he decides to prevent Harry and Mar from robbing the toy store. Having rigged the townhouse with booby traps, Kevin arrives at the toy store during Harry and Mar's robbery, takes a picture, and breaks the store window to set off the alarm. He then lures them to the townhouse, where they spring the traps and suffer various injuries. While the duo searches for Kevin outside of the townhouse, he calls the police and leads them into Central Park, where they capture him as Harry holds Kevin at gunpoint. The pigeon lady intervenes, tossing a bucket of birdseed onto Harry and Marv, and attracting a massive flock of pigeons that incapacitates it incapacitates them. Kevin sets off fireworks, you know, to clean up his saw act, to signal the police who scare off the pigeons with a gunshot and arrest Harry and Marv. At the toy store, Mr. Duncan finds the note from Kevin explaining the robbery. The family arrives in New York and Kate, remembering Kevin's fondness for Christmas trees, finds him at the um, finds him making a wish at the Rockefeller Center Christmas tree and well they reconcile. Yay! Christmas Day arrives and a truckload of free gifts arrives at the McAllister Hotel sent from a grateful Mr. Duncan. Kevin reconciles with his family and goes to Central Park to give the pigeon lady his second, uh, uh, the second turtle dove, cementing their friendship. Oh wait, but what's this? The Kevin's dad, Peter, he gets the, he gets the, uh, what's 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 the big He get, he gets the uh, bill, and uh, uh, <clears throat> it turns out he spent nine hundred dollars on room service, or something like that. I don't know, but he just runs off, and bam, that, ladies and gentlemen, is Home Alone Two, Lost in New York. Wow, what a Talk about a story right there, eh? No? Okay, cool. Alright, so. <clears throat> the rating. On a scale of 1 to 10, I've got to give Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, a... A... 5.5 out of 10. Yes, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. I got to give one of my favorite all-time Christmas movies a very low, low score. But why? Well, here's why. First and foremost, the logic and the plot holes are stupid. Completely, completely, completely stupid. You do not just get lost in New York, all right, man? It's like that one John Mulaney ep uh, special, right? Oh, shit, I'm on 4th and Avenue, and you get the point. If not, you should really go watch it. It's called John Mulaney, New in Town. It's a very cool special. It's on Netflix. Very funny guy. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> you just don't... How? Just how? Just, but how? 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 How do you... How do you get lost like that? Well, I mean, to be fair, this was the 90s. Kids did have a much, much, uh, different mentality, different ideas. Nowadays, kid wouldn't even have made it past customs, if, if we're honest. Um, but, but, but here we are, you know, 
um one thing i really did like about our this movie was were the themes the um bit of a i, I wouldn't really want to call it a darker tone but you know it's yeah I, I guess you know what yeah fuck it i would call it a darker tone and i don't i don't mean like oh yeah it's dark i love it <laughs> no i meant like oh shit uh this this some um, you know this has some deep meaning shit you know what i'm saying that type of that type of you know darker tone um i really like that they incorporated that into this movie you know like kevin and the pigeon lady um kevin and you know obviously you know understanding family and you know the important meaning of christmas and whatnot um so you know that alone that was cool i really enjoyed the you know expanding the fact that they used an entire fucking city that's what i really liked that's what makes this you know my favorite one of my favorite christmas movies because you know it's not like they're just confined to one to one spot to one neighborhood you know it's like wow it's a whole fucking city, you know, more ideas, cool shit to do, funny things to, to do, to uh, funny shit goes down and whatnot. And that's what I really liked about this movie. Um, not only that, but just, you know, the shots of New York, too. I mean, it must have been really cool to do, to, you know, be around in that time. I wonder what it must have been like. It must have been pretty cool. It must have been. Yeah. Um, one thing I really, you know, got to call call him out for would have to be, you know, a lot of the similarities, as we said earlier, to the film. Um, in, like, in terms of the pranks, they're, like, these huge, like, rip-offs from the first, you know what I'm saying? And that's, it's like really bro y'all y'all couldn't have come up with like you know a, a better a better form of you know saw torture pranks <laughs> no i'm joking um not only that but like throughout the movie too like there's a lot of um there's a lot of similarities between the first film you know the whole running through the airport scene realizing that you're lost and having a fun uh Sorry, realizing what happened, that you're separated from your family, and now it's time to have a fun montage. The ending, too, it was the same as the first one, you know? In the first movie, it was Buzz yelling at Kevin, you know, Kevin, what did you do to my room? And, you know, in this movie, it's, it's um, um, Kevin, you spent something hundred dollars on room service, and he just runs away, you know? Um... It just, you know, it just really seems unoriginal and very lazy. But to be fair, that's just kind of what the industry was back in the 80s and 90s. It's just, you know, very unoriginal, uh, repeated idea. Sorry. Repeated plot after, uh, after plot after plot after plot. You know what I'm saying? And the amount of unoriginality this, this movie caused throughout the 90s. These movies caused throughout the 90s. Also very um, stupid, if I do say so myself. But yeah, no. Overall, I give it a five point five out of ten. Some very stupid logic, some very stupid plot holes, but I do like its darker tone. Um, I do like the fact that it has um, the fact that they used New York. 
Um, the, the expansion, you could say, really. Um, and yeah, that's that. I think that's pretty much it, folks. Do I recommend it? Of course, especially if you're, if you're, if you love, if you love Christmas, this is a movie for you. All right. Don't forget it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a look behind the. Take a look behind the scenes. So, production for the film first began in February of 1991 when the when the LA Times reported that John Hughes was to sign a six-picture deal with 20th Century Fox. Among the projects was a sequel to Home Alone. In May of 1991, Culkin was paid $4.5 million plus 5% of the film gross to appear in the sequel. Yes, that's right, you heard me. They gave Macaulay Culkin, who was 11 at the time, $4.5 million plus 5% of the film's gross. And this is compared to the 110k that he made for the first one. All right. Keep in mind that the budget production was 28 million. That's how that's how on top of the world this kid was back in the day, man. <laughs> you know? It's crazy. Anyways, Principal photography took place from December 9th, 1991 to May 1st, 1992 over a course of 144 days. The film was shot in Winnetka, Winnetka, Illinois, I think that's how you pronounce it, O'Hare International Airport in Chicago, Evanston, Illinois, and New York City. According to director Chris Columbus, former president Donald Trump, the owner of of the Plaza Hotel at the time allowed the crew to shoot scenes in the hotel lobby in exchange for a cameo in the film in addition to the standard fee for film productions. Columbus went on to say that he basically bullied his way into the film. He planned to leave his scene now but kept it as test audiences actually cheered when they saw him on screen. Kokum's that was too wow okay I can actually listen to what I'm saying right now ladies and gentlemen through my earphones and that just sounded very very brutal. I'm so sorry. Culkin will later go on to endorse a petition to edit out Trump's cameo in the film uh, earlier this year when he replied to a tweet asking to digitally, to digitally replace Trump with an older rendition of uh, Culkin. Yeah, you heard me. An older rendition of Culkin. He's talking to himself. It's a whole paradox. Kevin McAllister is a time traveler. Don't, don't, don't change my mind. I don't want to hear it. Kevin McAllister is a time traveler and that's Ken. That's canon. Canon, I tell you. How do you think? How, how is it that you? How is it that he survived all these things? Because he had him from the future to fucking tell him how to. Ah, it's all connected. It's all connected. Anyways, <clears throat> Home Alone Two went on to open with a November record of thirty-one point one million from two thousand two hundred and twenty-two theaters, averaging fourteen k per site. While it started off better than Home Alone, grossing $100 million in 24 days compared to the 33 days for the original, the final box office gross was lower with $173.6 million in the U.S. and Canada for a worldwide total of $359 million compared to the $476 million for the first film. The film was released on the UK on December 11, 1992 and topped the country's box office that weekend. The film is actually the third highest grossing film released in 1992, right behind The Bodyguard and Aladdin. In the US and Canada, it grossed more than The Bodyguard and ranked second. 
Reviews were mixed for the movie. On Rotten Tomatoes, the film has an approval rating of 34% based on 56 reviews with an average rating of 4.5 out of 10. Reading uh, The site's critical consent, consensus reads, quote, a change of venue and more sentimentality and violence can obscure the fact that Home Alone 2 Lost in New York is a less inspired phasmo of its predecessor. End quote. Eh, fair enough. That's... Wow. Oof. Anyways, <clears throat> in terms of sequels, a third film titled Home Alone 3 followed in 1997, which was very, very... um. I mean, it was alright, but, you know, it's it was just stupid. Uh, two television movies were released titled Home Alone 4, Taking Back the House, which was just stupid. Um, I haven't seen either of those two, actually. And Home Alone, The Holiday Heist, both of which aired 2002 and in 2012, respectively. A sixth film was released on Disney Plus titled Home Sweet Home Alone this year. As you can obviously see, not everyone likes it, and... I honestly, I don't really think anyone's going to watch it. I don't plan on reviewing it. If I'm crazy enough, I just might review Home Alone 3. But other than that, I think this is the last film in the Home Alone franchise. I'm ever, I'm ever going to bother to you know actually review because there is no way in hell I'm going to be reviewing Home Alone 4, take back the, taking back the house. I mean, the cover poster itself just gives me fucking nightmares. If you could see this thing, how I'm seeing it, you wouldn't, you know... Oh man. Anyways, I gotta stop before I have a stroke. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, in terms of today's episode, that's pretty much where we wrap it up today. Once again, I want to thank you guys so much for listening. It means a lot, really. So keep up the support. Tell everybody, and most of all, tell everybody. Even though I already said it, just just tell everybody. Tell your coworkers. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell the mom. Tell everybody. Um. Before we go, once again, ladies and gentlemen, either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, I will be posting on our Instagram. Be sure to submit your name. If not, then, yeah, it's kind of your problem. But, yeah, winners will be selected maybe next week, most likely next week. So keep an eye out for that. Um... And actually, now, now, now that I'm at it, we're gonna be taking a bit of a break. Actually, after after this episode, we're gonna be off for about two to three weeks. We come back January. Uh, let me see because I really need to take a break, man. I've been working and working and working, and it's just been sort of getting into my way of recording and whatnot. And, um, okay, cool. Um, it's just, you know, just, I feel very rushed recording these episodes and I don't want to do that because I feel like, you know, the more rushed, the shittier it's going to come out. So, you know, I'm going to be taking a break, recording a bunch of episodes, put them all out, set for release and, um, just sort of, you know, stay ahead because I've really got to get a catch on, dude. Like... Right now, at the recording of this episode, I'm supposed to drop... This episode's supposed to drop literally three hours from from when I'm recording it. That's how behind I am. Um, usually, I like to leave my episodes recorded, like, maybe mm, two to three weeks before release. Um, and, yeah, no, I, I've just been falling behind so much. Just... 
and I really need to catch up. <laughs> so hopefully, you know, you you guys will understand. I know you will. If not, then get bent. But yeah, we'll be back January 11th. All right. We'll be back January 11th. Set your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, because Tony's coming back January 11th. So it's not a season finale, mid-season finale, more like. Um, just going to be taking a quick break, you know, catching up on episodes and whatnot. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it, folks. Before we go, once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys all so much for listening to today's episode. Tell everybody... Be sure to submit your name into our giveaway. And most of all, ladies and gentlemen, have yourselves a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Christmas. Enjoy it with your families. Enjoy it with your cousins, friends. Just enjoy it with someone, you know? Don't spend it alone. Go to a McDonald's. Fuck it. Talk to the cashier. I don't I don't know. Just don't be alone on Christmas. Yeah. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, this pretty much concludes today's episode. Merry Christmas to you guys all, and we'll catch you guys in January. Thank you. Don't drink and drive, but most of all, stay warm. Okay, show's over. Please get out. Thank you.